Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your amazing love. It is unimaginable and unfathomable that Almighty God died for sinners like me. Truly, it amazes all creatures, even the seraphim, to see how much you loved each one of us. To your mystery of amazing love, we ask you to draw us closer now so that our hearts and minds will forever belong to your Son and our Savior. In the most amazing name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The hymn for Wednesday, Passion Week of 2022, is Beneath the Cross of Jesus, written by Scottish poet named Elizabeth Cleffin. Elizabeth Cleffin is not well known like our earlier songwriters, Fanny Crosby and Charles Wesley, who has heard the name Elizabeth Cleffin before. She is practically unknown, but her life and this song reflects the beauty of a cross just like any other major hymns. Elizabeth Cleffin was born in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1830 and died fairly young at the age of 38. She was one of the three daughters born of a country, a county sheriff. Elizabeth had two hardships in her life. First, her parents died when she was very young. Second, she struggled with a frail health health for the rest of her life. She was never healthy and probably due to the, her weak health, she was unmarried. Nevertheless, Elizabeth and her sisters, Anna Maria and Anna Jane Cleffin, lived with a love and for service. Elizabeth found the strength to help the poor and sick in her town, and she and her sisters gave all they could spare to the charity for the poor, including, it is said, selling their horse and carriage for the benefit of the needy. So her townspeople referred to Elizabeth as a sunbeam. Sunbeam was her nickname. Perhaps the last stanza of today's hymn reveals the secret of her being sunbeam, for it says her wish, I ask no other sunshine than sunshine of his face. This song, Beneath the Cross of Jesus, was published posthumously. It was first printed three years after Elizabeth's death in 1872. According to later source, Elizabeth Cleffin wrote this hymn actually in her last year of her life in 1868. Then the song was discovered later by Ira Sankey, the worship pastor and the ministry partner of D.L. Moody in the late 1880s, who loved this song and used it so frequently in their revival meetings. This song's discovery and popularity somewhat resembles the power of the cross of Christ. By that I mean this, who knew the death of a betrayed rabbi, a persecuted prophet, a stubborn peacemaker, at the remote corner of a Roman Empire in the first century would become the most significant event for the rest of history. Can you imagine if the first century people at that place, I mean the Roman Empire, somehow were teletransported or time-traveled and see us today 
wearing crosses on our bodies. Can you imagine their utter shock and disgust? Now let's read the lyrics of the hymn and find out what made this song such a powerful and popular song. First stanza. Beneath the cross of Jesus, I fain will take my stand. The shadow of a mighty rock within a weary land, a home within the wilderness, a rest upon the way, from the burning of the noontide heat and the burden of the way. The first stanza tells us two powerful attractions of this hymn. The first attraction is as a theme, which is a comfort of a Christ's cross. The second is, is a paradoxical language. The hymn discovers and describes the impossible miracle and unique power of God in creating comfort through the most uncomfortable event. The mean of the most dreadful torture and the most cruel execution cross has become the greatest confirmation of God's love that comforts us. It is so comforting that it becomes my stand, a home in the wilderness, a rest upon the way that refreshes me and recovers me from burning of the noontide heat and the burden of the day. Once again, God's love and power is infinite and beyond our imagination. He created everything out of nothing. He needed nothing to create everything. He alone is almighty. He is also all-loving in that He created good out of evil and wickedness. Through the cross of Christ, our God created good and righteousness out of our sin and fall. The paradoxical power of the cross as our comfort is the attraction of this hymn. The second stanza, that's why it's to start with, Exclamation O, three O's. O, safe and happy shelter. O, refuge tried and sweet. O, trysting place where heaven's love and heaven's justice meet. As to the holy patriarch that wondrous dream was given, so is my Savior by the cross, a letter up to the heaven. The second stanza starts with a shelter and refuge and it ends with a letter to heaven. That's how cross of Christ comforts us. It is our safe shelter because there beneath the cross of Christ, we see God's love and justice in perfect union or perfect me. Speaking about the safe shelter, did you hear the news about Ukraine forces in Mariupol finally surrendering to the Russian army because they ran out of supplies and ammunition? They are now seeking shelter in the hands of these ruthless Russians. I pray and we need to pray the Russians keep the Geneva Convention here. There are many people in our world seeking shelter in the wrong conditions and the wrong places and tragic conditions. Where do you seek your shelter? What is your tried refuge? Elizabeth called the cross not only her safe shelter, and the try safe refuge, refuge, but also a letter to heaven. What does it mean? The cross of Christ cannot be explained by anything in the in this world, but it leads us to God in heaven. Because what crucified person ever 
has forgiven and interceded his torturers and executioners like a Christ. The crucified Christ is the conquering king of our hearts that leads our thought to his heaven. Third stanza. There lies beneath his shadow, but on the farther side, the darkness and awful grave, the gapes both wide and deep and wide. And there between us stands a cross, two arms are stretched to save, like a, a watchman set to guard away from that eternal grave. Billy Graham once said, God proved his love on the cross. When Christ hung and bled and died, it was God saying to the world, I love you this much. In order to embrace sinners, the holy God has to outstretch his arms on the cross. Next stanza. Upon the cross of Jesus, mine eyes at times can see the very dying form of one who suffered there for me and, and from my smitten heart with the tears. Two wonders I confess the wonders of his glorious love, and my own worthlessness. The more I see crucified Christ, the more I become humble and grounded. All my spiritual wondering happens because I fail to wonder about his glorious love. Let me read a final stanza now. I take a cross thy shadow for my abiding place. I ask no other sunshine than sunshine of his face. Content to let the world go by, to know no gain or loss. My sinful self, self my only shame, my glory, all the cross. The last stanza reminds me of Apostle Paul's resolve that he confessed in the first Corinthian Chapter 2, verse 2. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul's resolve was to know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul was, was, Apostle Paul was also in love with the cross of Jesus, which comforted him so much to give him the strength to love and serve the Corinthians, the most ungrateful and constantly troublemaking church in his ministry. Cross of Christ also make us strong, not just comforted, but strong to serve other people. Now let me share why I selected this song for our Passion Week. I have a personal testimony about the beneath the cross of Jesus. This song epitomized my first Christian life in America as a foreign student. As I mentioned in the last Sunday sermon, I did not have a real church experience in Venezuela uh, where I became a Christian because of a different cultural and theological you know, difference. I really uh, didn't enjoy church life in Venezuela. In my real church life took place at my college home church in Los Angeles. There I really enjoyed a Bible study and worship and praising and even listening to the sermons. Then one Sunday evening service, I heard this hymn for the first time. 
and there I was smitten by it. And my heart was captured and conquered by this song so much that I often drove 60 miles each way from river, my college in Riverside to Koreatown in Los Angeles, even on Wednesday services. It was toward the end of my freshman year when I began to wonder about my career or vocation. I came to study in the U.S. to become a very uh, wealthy or successful Christian businessman or famous economist. But the Bible study and worship and this song began to ask me the nagging question, is all that worth, is that all the glory that you can get this world? This song not only comforts me, but also changed my glory. And that song said, I wanted no other sunshine, but sunshine of his face. And my selfish ambition became nothing but a shame. And only cross of Christ became my glory and my prayer. Yes, I am what I am. Without this song, I don't know what I could be here today, where I would be today. I want to stand and abide beneath the cross of Jesus more than the world standing beneath my feet. Because there is no more glorious home for me than seeing the face of my crucified and the risen Savior. Now let us sing the beneath the cross of Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 